Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. Vibe Hive, it is Jay, your host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, and with me is the queen bee of the hive, Katie Berlin. All right, Vibe Hivers, we are back with part two of embarrassing stories. Last week, we did times when kids embarrassed parents, and this week, we're flipping the script for when you were a child and your parents embarrassed you. Mm. So we have a couple submissions and then Jason and I are going to tell our own embarrassing stories. Well, what if your parents always embarrass you, Shug? So I feel like there are people that are like perpetually embarrassed by their parents or like something their parents do. But both Jason and I, when we were growing up, I know this is going to sound crazy, but we actually weren't that embarrassed by our parents. It was kind of hard to try to figure out any specific moments for me where my parents really embarrassed me. But one of my most embarrassing stories of my life, and it, it won't seem embarrassing now, but when I was a kid, it was like monumentally embarrassing, happened with one of my parents. So that's where it's like, yay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with our first submissions, and then we'll each tell our story. So submission number one. This is from a friend of mine. When we were growing up, there was this event on Friday nights at our middle school. It was called Teen Center. Going to Teen Center. So afterwards at Teen Center, you would go outside, out front of the school. It was like the gym and the basketball courts were kind of like blocked off. And in, I think it was like, oh, it was in the cafeteria. All the lights were turned down. They were like blasting, you know, music like, I like to move it, move it. (laughs) Like those type of songs. And everybody was just like running around, acting full, having fun. So it was something for middle school age kids you know 11 12 13 to do on friday night kind of thing and you could just hang out with your friends and it was chill so at the end of that though everybody had to come outside and the parents would pick you up out right out front everybody would kind of like line up almost like how um you know if you were like getting out of school and getting on buses like school buses it was kind of like that so it's a couple hundred kids, basically. And you're just kind of like looking for your parents. And it's hard to tell because all these lights are shining bright. Like people are blasting music out of their cars. You know, sometimes it's like high school brothers and sisters picking kids up. So one of my friends had this guy that she liked. And they decided that they were going to have their first kiss. And they're out there. And they're having their first kiss right on the sidewalk and this person's mom pulls up right at that moment and we were kind of like shit dude like but you can't like step in and stop it so it was like so awkward to see it happen because it's your first kiss nobody knows what you're doing and then lo and behold your parent pulls right up like hey come on in get in the car let's talk about this so that was like one of those moments like oh yikes i don't think my parents saw me kiss a girl until i was married so on our wedding day yeah i think on our wedding day was the first time they saw it and that's the last time they saw it too so i don't know what that means i mean but you know in the moment you you could that's like kind of mortifying that's like death for a kid yeah that's like mortifying in the moment you know 
and the parents not really doing anything but just their presence like thinking about having your first kiss with your parents standing there staring at you better be a good one billy like ooh, <laughs> did you use a little tongue Slip a little like, tongue yeah right, mm-hmm. right yeah like we're gonna talk about this when we get home where Damn did you right. learn how to do that mm-hmm. all right second submission this is from someone that i know when they started shaving their legs all good stories start with some body hair right (laughs) they started shaving their legs their mom said you really only have to shave from like your knee down you don't have to shave the back of like the back of your leg you don't you don't really need to shave that part there's not a lot of hair like on the back of your knee and like your thigh oh like the knee pit yeah like the back of the knee and like the thigh so it's summertime and this person's on the bus and they go to get off the bus and someone looks at their leg and is like, what, like, ew, what is going on there? Because they had hair that everything else is shaved, but then there's like all this hair in one spot. And the person was <laughs> like, oh, well, my mom told me I didn't have to shave. And they were like, yeah, no, you do need to shave. Like, that's not okay. I mean, body hair used to gross me out when I was a kid. I remember there was this girl that I liked way back in the day when I was like 12, 13, and she had like hairy arms, and I was just like, not about it. I was like, oh, I can't even, can't even deal with it. Well, I mean, body hair is totally normal. It but is, like, but as try, kids. But like, if you try to shave a portion and then you don't shave another portion, like that's that's very obvious. Yeah. Okay, so we have those two submissions. Now we want to share our most embarrassing stories. So Jay, I'll let you go first. So I guess mine is going to whirl us all the way back to the magical age of about 16 or so. And I was seeing a little young lady and, you know, we were young and in like heavy like in our, in our relationship. And, uh, we kissed, you know, once or twice at my house and, and we moved to the bedroom at one point, my parents weren't home, just a fool around. We weren't really doing anything. We're kids, you know? And, uh, after we were done like fooling around doing absolutely nothing as little kids do, you know, we were like 16, 17 or whatever. I made the bed. I was doing some pretty fucked up shit at 16, 17. I was pretty tame. Sure. Yeah, I didn't do yeah. shit. <laughs> so, um, I made the bed and I was like, all right, cool. This is a good idea. I'll make the bed. So I leave me and the lady leave. I take her home, whatever. I come back home and my mom is there at that point. She wasn't there originally. And She's like, oh, hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. What's going on? She's like, your bed's made. I was like, yeah. She's like, it wasn't made when I left. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to clean my room. You know, I felt like she's like, mm-hmm. She knew that a little cookie was back there. Mom Dar. Mom Dar was going off. And I never brought anyone ever to my house. Like, never. Like, that was literally probably one of two times that I brought anyone to the house. And it was the same girl twice, probably, so. But yeah, I was mortally embarrassed and, uh, you know, thankfully the girl wasn't there. We didn't, we weren't caught in anything or anything even worse, but like, I'm still like embarrassed about that. All right. So I have two. You don't have anything to say to that? One for each of my parents, Mm. one for my mom and one for my dad. I'm going to start the story with my mom. So when I was younger, I had really bad skin and I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school. And I was in my math class and my math teacher came up to me and it was in front of all the other kids and said to me, oh, I can connect the dots on your face. And I was like mortified. 
he said this in front of other people. And I was like, like talking about my pimples. Like I could take lines to connect all the dots on your face. And I was like, oh my God. So then I said something to my mom, just like, hey, you know, this teacher said this to me. This is kind of like effed up. My mom, I love her, but she wasn't like super involved in anything school related. My mom was not like a PTA mom. She wasn't there. She wasn't like, what's your homework? Me. She's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, like live your life. I don't really care what you're doing. Not in a negative way, but just like she wasn't heavily involved. My mom calls the school. I don't know if she spoke to the teacher, but she talked to someone about this teacher. She did not tell me this. So then the next day when I went to school and I was in my math class, the teacher comes up to me again in front of everyone and says to me, oh, when I said that to you, I didn't mean it about your skin and your pimples. I was talking about your freckles. And I was like looking at him like, what the fuck? And Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? I was again mortified. It like made it worse. And I like went back home and I was like, mom, did you tell him that I said that like I was like I was so embarrassed in that moment because being a young kid with bad skin a lot of times kids would say to me like why don't you just wash your face and I'd be like why don't you just go fucking jump off a cliff asshole like I haven't been trying that for the last five years like so hard kiss my ass I couldn't imagine no because a lot of kids didn't get bad skin until they're like 16 17 and mine started when I was like 11. I had really bad skin starting young. So everyone would just be like, why don't you just wash your face? And I'd be like, oh, you're right. I should just do that. It would be so simple. Please suck my dick. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was my embarrassing story with my mom. All right. My second story is one of my most embarrassing stories ever. And it may not seem that embarrassing when I retell it, but in the moment, it was it was like burning embarrassment inside of me. It's pretty legendary. It involves my dad. Rest in peace, dad. I love you. I absolutely love you. And how much he is a ride or die for me. So I got to set the stage for this to give a little context. This is going to be a little lengthy. I'm going to set the stage for everyone. So when I was growing up, my parents are divorced. They lived in two different elementary school areas. Uh, You know, my mom's house fed to one, my dad's house fed to the other, but those elementary schools fed to the same middle school and high school. So when I was in elementary school, even though my dad lived in a different school zone, I still went to only one elementary school, grew up with all the same kids. When it's time to go to middle school though, at my dad's house, which I could never get picked up by a bus I always had to be driven to school because the, you know, the elementary school buses wouldn't pick me up at my dad's house. It's in a, you know, different elementary school. So when I got to middle school, I had to ride a bus with all of these kids from an elementary school that I didn't know. And all these kids know each other. Like we grew up in like the middle of nowhere. Everybody knows each other. So my dad's house I only rode the bus on Monday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and Tuesday morning. The rest of the week, I was at my mom's house and rode, you know, that that bus. And I'm on a bus. When you go to middle school, you're on a bus with all middle school kids and high school kids. So it's one of the very first weeks or months that I'm going to school. 
middle school. I'm 11 years old, mind you. So you're like, oh my God, your world's blown open. You're meeting all these new kids and, you know, situations are emerging. Like who are the popular kids? You know, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. There's a lot of anxiety about who you're going to be friends with, like how you're showing up in the world because you're you know, world, it kind of like explodes at this point. So I'm in sixth grade, I'm 11 years old and I had to wait for the bus. It was around like 6.20 in the morning is when my bus would come. And at my dad's house, we had a very long driveway and it was probably cold out in the morning. So my dad would drive me down to the bottom of the driveway to wait for the bus. So we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and the bus doesn't come mind you like I said I grew up in the middle of the no grew up in the middle of nowhere so there's actually no other kids that live on my street I am the only person that lives on my street so as I said before the bus uh, I only ride the bus on Mondays and Tuesdays so the bus would only come down my street on Mondays and Tuesdays and the rest of the week it never had to come down my street because no other kids live on this street so we're waiting for the bus waiting for the bus you know it's like Monday morning or Tuesday morning and the bus doesn't come. And my dad is getting pissed. And he's like, where the fuck is the bus? Because I don't have time to drive your ass to school. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to go find the bus. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so my, my dad, you know, we're, we're in the car. And he's like, we're going to find the bus. So we're driving, driving along. And I'm like, this is kind of the bus route dad and he knows somehow I don't know but he already knows what the bus route is <laughs> of course he does I'm like what wait what we see the bus the bus had stopped to pick up another student it had picked up that student and was starting to drive away my dad puts the car in park gets out of the car the bus is driving away my dad runs alongside of the bus. Now, mind you, I live in the middle of nowhere. There are no people. There's no sidewalks. There are no stoplights. There is nothing but cornfields. My dad is running alongside of the bus next to a cornfield at like 6.30 in the morning, pounding on the side of the bus, pounding with his fist on the side of the bus, running, and my heart starts beating, and I'm like, oh, shit, what is happening he's beating the side of the bus the bus is going faster he's running next to it like crazy his arms and i'm just imagining i'm like oh my god oh my god you know that feeling like when all of the blood leaves your body that is exactly how i felt and i'm like oh shit the bus slams on the brakes my dad runs up to the door busts the door open to the bus i'm watching this like you have got to be kidding me oh, this is not happening <laughs> he gets on the bus and i hear screaming I hear him yelling at the bus driver, you motherfucker, you're never going to forget my daughter again. You're coming down the street. And all blood has left my body at this point. <sighs> I'm sitting there like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, dad. Like, you've got to be kidding me. The doors stay open. There's no more screaming or yelling. My dad walks out. He walks back past the bus, comes to the car, opens the door, gets in and said, it's okay. You can get on now. He'll, he's not going to forget you again. <laughs> and I look at him like, you want me to get on that bus now? <laughs> I have to get out of the car, close the door, 
walk by myself next to the cornfield, get on the bus, look at the bus driver in his face, step on there, turn around, look at all the rows of kids who are sitting there mouth gaping open, eyes popping out of their head. Cause it's like, these are a bunch of like 11 year olds at six 30 in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's awake. Nobody's expecting that. <laughs> I go and I sit down in a seat by myself <laughs> and mind you, all these kids know each other, but I don't know them yet. I'm still meeting people. I sit down by myself. Everyone is dead silent for the rest of the ride (laughs) until, until we start picking up other kids who had no idea what happened. And then like, there's some talk again, but I am literally like, like frozen, like shaking, like, Oh dear God, that did not just happen. But let me tell you for the rest of the time that I rode the bus, that bus driver never once fucking forgot my ass. He came every day to get my ass. And I'm sure on days, that he didn't even need to drive down my street. He drove down my street just so Bob Ryan wasn't chasing him down, screaming at him. R.I.P. Bob. That's one of the greatest stories of all. My dad is a ride or die. He made sure he made sure I was getting on that bus no matter what. So, so with that vibe hive, we hope that you enjoyed what we shared today and have a wonderful rest of your week and make sure that you Take time out of your life to embarrass your children so they have good stories to tell one day. That's right. Peace. Peace.